Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we'll be talking about uh, German film, TV, and general media, and kind of how it is different to the States, because there are some differences that are kind of unexpected. Absolutely, and you'll find out if you stay tuned. That's it. Let's go. And welcome back to... Well, you know where we are. We're, this is Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. We, we, I we said just it said that. A minute ago. Uh, episode 33? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's somebody dragging a boulder above you. Oh my God, it's two weeks in a row. Hopefully this one is a little more quiet in the background. Very sorry for the uh, odd noises. But let's just <laughs> pretend like everything is normal. Everything's normal. One bit of news that we forgot to mention last week. As you know, we've been in a, uh, interviewed a few times. First, the Get Up and Get Out podcast, and now we have another podcast episode in which we were the uh, featured guests. Yeah. And this is the Moving Roadmap podcast, and we filmed, or not filmed, we recorded this interview Ooh, quite a while ago. We were, it was so long ago, we were actually, uh, in, we were in quarantine, so it had to be sometime in March or April, I think. So possibly, uh, yeah, months, months ago. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it is finally out. So check that out uh, on the Moving Roadmap podcast. We are the uh, guests on one of the most recent episodes. Yeah. Enjoy. Exactly. Uh, before we get started, as, as always, we'd like to do some um, some nice shout outs yes. to our lovely people who are listening to us and reaching out to us and sending us some nice messages. First one is uh, to Kyle on Facebook. He sent us some really lovely messages. So thank you, Kyle, for listening. Thanks for sending us some messages. Thank you. Appreciate it. And the next one would be to uh, Semi. How, how would you think you would say that? Semi. Semi? Semi? On Instagram. Uh, he messaged us in the past, actually, uh, I think a couple months ago, about moving to Berlin. Okay. And he just sent us an update message. He has made it. He's in Berlin. He has an apartment. He said it took about 100 apartment viewings, but he has an apartment. And you know what? All I want to say is congratulations. Congratulations, man. You yeah. somehow moved during a, a pandemic. That's not easy. So good luck, man. Yeah, really. Good luck. Uh, another shout out to Martin John Ruby on Instagram. Uh, he started traveling late in his life and wanted to move to Bavaria. Uh, also, he's from the Bay Area in California, like you, Jeff. Yes, my old uh, stomping grounds. Maybe I know him through somebody. Who I'm knows? sure there's maybe two degrees of separation there. Yeah, but good luck to him. It's never too late to start traveling. And that's never. actually really cool to hear that at the age, I think he said he was 50 or 50 something. He just decided, you know what, I'm going to start traveling now. And why not? Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the last shout out would be to uh, Luciano from Brazil, who gave us a lot of great topic suggestions. Yes, recently. very helpful. Um, a lot of good stuff. It really, uh, uh, what do you, you know, inspired us. Yeah. On, on different to go on different uh, directions. Yeah, and so. we, we we really encourage these uh, types of messages. And yeah, Lu, uh, Luciano, I think that's how we say it. Uh, uh, oh yeah, because in Italy, I think it'd be Luciano. Like, oh, Luciano, like, like, Lu Italian, like yeah. lucky Luciano. You Luciano, know. true. Yeah. From oh, he's from Brazil, so Luciano maybe. Yeah, it was really nice to get these suggestions, and we're gonna use some of them and plan our future episodes with some of these ideas. So, so we really appreciate yeah. it. And anyone else who wants to send us some more ideas, we appreciate that too. Because uh, sometimes we feel like we're running out of ideas, but we we we, we keep coming up yeah. with some. We, we, it's going. We keep thinking we have nothing, and then of course we sit down and we're like, oh, actually we have plenty. But your your suggestions absolutely do help. Yeah. Because and a lot of times they're really obvious, and we go, oh, why didn't we do that? Yeah. Already? There's been a few episodes that we've done already that were from uh, completely based on the suggestions. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, we listen to them, we like them, and and uh, helps helps inspire us a bit. Yeah. Thanks again, man. Uh, he He's planning on moving to Berlin, so good luck with that. He said he's listening to us for the preparations. It's prep time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and other odds and ends. I want to say happy birthday to my sister. It's her birthday today, hey. September 9th. We're recording. So happy birthday, Rachel. Hope you have a wonderful one, you old lady. <laughs> and another weird announcement for people. By the time you've heard this, it's already happened. I think even if you don't live in Germany, it's just interesting to know that yeah. it happened. Yeah, so tomorrow, September 10th, will be the first annual quote-unquote warning day in <laughs> Berlin and around Germany. And so pretty much it's for like their emergency preparedness for things such as fires, floods, wars, bombs, whatever. And I guess I think it's at exactly like 11, right? 11, 11 a.m. on yeah. the dot. Uh, there'll be public warnings initiated throughout the whole city. In many different forms, will be like air raid sirens and digital billboards and radio broadcasts on TV, text messages, 
all of your apps that you have that have some kind of connection will also warn you. They haven't tested these systems since reunification 30 years ago. So this will be actually be the first time. Yeah, and I'm really happy because my girlfriend just happened to tell me about this a couple hours ago. Yeah. And thank God, because if not, like tomorrow I'd be working and then suddenly hear all these air raid sirens and stuff and be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I feel like we should have said this last week so people would have known. I, did you know? I didn't know. No. Yeah, so. Okay. So I, guess we, I guess we really couldn't have Yes, we should have, we should have foreseen something that is unforeseen. What was announced? I just didn't know. Me neither. That, Anyways. <laughs> no, it would have been a good announcement. Air raid sirens. Then I would have gotten the announcement True, about okay. the air raid sirens. I'm actually kind of excited to hear the air raid sirens. Yeah, me too. Actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where they are located. No. They're, not, they're not like obvious on a big pole somewhere. You they're know. probably just all throughout the city. They probably had the infrastructure from during the war anyways. Yeah. So, it wasn't destroyed. During the Cold War, for sure, they had that, you know, to prepare for possible yeah, missles coming from, about, from yeah. the east. So uh, who knows? It'll be interesting. Yeah. So uh, maybe tell your kids so they don't freak out. Yeah. Well, it's too late now. It already happened. Okay, but uh, in the reality that we are now while recording, tell your kids tomorrow. <laughs> if you happen to be hearing us while we're recording, like my neighbors are, then... Uh... No, I'm referring to your kids. Oh, my kids. That's your oh, school. Oh, yeah, because I'm a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, sure. right. There you go. Mm, There's the connection. Yes, I will tell them. Okay, or, or just when it starts happening, be like, it's cool. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, maybe they're too young to understand. They're, they're but... two years old. We had a fire drill today, actually. Well, when the air sirens just happen, just start smiling and dancing around, and then they'll be like, okay, yeah. everything's okay. I'll do that. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> Anyways, how you doing? Pretty good, actually. Uh, a pretty calm weekend, and on Sunday, finally went to Tier Park, which is Berlin, actually, if you don't know, has two par- uh Sorry. Two zoos. Two zoos. Yeah. Two major zoos. And of course, this is because one was the West Berlin Zoo, one was the East Berlin Zoo. Yeah. And Tier Park is the East Berlin Zoo. Which I have, oddly enough, in the many, many years I've lived here, I've never been there. I've been to the, um, to the, uh, to the zoo. The normal zoo, we just call it zoo. It's called zoo. I actually, I don't four, think I... Four or five times, probably, but this tier park, never been, just because I just assumed, eh, it's probably not that great, and I, I really thought it took a long time to get there. And, and not to be confused with Tiergarten. No, that's different. Yeah, there's Tierpark and Tiergarten, that translates to Animal Park and Animal Garden, right. but they're different parks. Yes. Yeah. Well, one is actually a park and one is a zoo. Right. Um, so anyways, my girlfriend was like, hey, let's go. Because she hadn't been there either. So we went and had a lovely day walking around uh, checking out the animals. Yeah. And you said one's a park, one's a zoo. And the one that's a park is garden. And the one that's a zoo is called Tier Park. So it's not confusing at yes, all. Yes. The zoo is called Tier Park. Yes. Right. So and the other one, the, the garden Berlin, is actually West a Berlin park. Zoo is much better. It's actually called Zoo. Zoo. It's pretty because good. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. They have a panda. Super yeah. cute. And how, what, do you, what were you up to this weekend? I heard you were out of town. Yeah, I went out of town. Uh, our friends have a little, we, we've talked about them before in previous episodes, have a Shreba garden, these little um, garden communities where people buy a little house, a little plot of land, and you have to plant things, whatever. So we went there for the weekend, uh, relaxed by the lake. Just Beautiful. Really just chilled. The weather wasn't great, but it was like warm enough to just chill out. And This uh, wasn't the house that... The garden house I've been to with you. No, that's my girlfriend's aunt and uncle's. This is just our oh, friends. Your friends. Oh, they have their yeah. own. Oh. They have their own. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's uh, in the same general area where we were before. No, nope, like totally different north area. Of, north of Berlin. No. Okay. Nope. It's right at the end of the S five. Right huh. at the end. Right there. Super okay. easy to get to. About an hour away. Great. Yeah. Super nice. Nice. So I went there, hung out for a bit. Um, yeah. All good with me. Beautiful. Elon Musk was in Berlin checking out uh, his new. Uh, the new Tesla factory. New Tesla factory, which yeah. will be on the outskirts of Berlin. It's actually in Brandenburg, right? Or is it really in Berlin? It's it's right near the the airport. So I I think it so might it's... technically be in Brandenburg, but it's it's Berlin. It's yeah. whatever. Okay. Know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, and he also did like a week long tour in Germany, and uh, he dressed in some really ridiculous uh, classic German costumes and danced around. So. Oh God. Uh, anyways, yeah. I'm not I'm not his biggest fan to be honest. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tesla and what they're trying to do and, yeah, and all yeah. that. So, but him uh, as a human just seems really skeevy. He's, he's an odd man. But, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, what, he's what, smart. What, bil- so what billionaire let, isn't an odd guy? Exactly. Let's let. Yeah. What, what do they say? Like, you're eccentric, eccentric because you can afford to be. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Right. Anyways, before we get started with the whiskey... Oh yes! Um, please remember to uh, give us a like, subscription on our on our Facebook page. Uh, check out our website agdwpodcast.com. Check out the extra section, a new section. There's stuff up there. Jeff's updating all the time. 
And, you know, if you want to, become a follower on our Instagram page, which I never know the actual address of, but Alex will tell you right now. It is at americans.in.germany.podcast. Awesome. Yes. Which is funny because I'm, I'm constantly posting on this Instagram page, but I don't actually, couldn't tell you the exact address. Yeah, we like, we like to have a few more... Uh... We like the amount of followers we have listeners. We have a lot more listeners than followers. Yeah, well, we really suck at the whole social True. media. We're not the best social deal. media people. It's just a lot of extra work. Not and, my jam. Uh, we're having more fun recording, talking to you guys, and yeah. drinking some whiskey. And I, I, like, I like posting the bottle bottle pictures too. That's a little fun. Oh yeah, a little me fun too. side project. You yeah, know? that is nice. Uh, yeah. Speaking the bottles. Speaking of the bottles speaking, of speaking whiskey. Speaking of the bottles of whiskey, we have a bottle of whiskey here. What do we got today, Alex? Um, we have a Lefroy. Is that, is that how you say it? Lefroy, I believe. Lefroy, yeah. It's a pretty popular um, scotch. I've never had it. I've always wanted to try it. So here we have the Lefroy um, single malt scotch whiskey aged 10 years. The most richly flavored of all scotch whiskeys established 1850. 15, sorry. Nice. It says and- it's the most richly flavored of all scotch whiskeys. Nice. And am I incorrect when we were at the um, Spreewood Distillery, mm. they had a new smoky rye and it, it was in old Lefroig barrels. barrels? What, I think was, it was. It, was it Lefroig? I, I, I think you're right. Okay, and also, well. he said uh, one of his favorite whiskeys is Lefroig. Okay, Didn't well, he? He, in the t- I don't know if it was in the top three. Uh, it might have been. We'll have to look. Either way, through the tour, he definitely mentioned it a few times. Hmm. So, should we open this bad boy? Yes. Ooh. And that was you, a real you, good you, pop. You didn't even try to do a strong pull. You just did a little really slow. So, I thought it was going to be a lot yeah. of not of nothing, but. I told you, I'm a pro. Yeah. Until you pour like a bathtub's worth of whiskey. Yeah, that's a lot of whiskey, sorry. I'm, I'm really excited for this one it's because like I, I always wanted to have this whiskey. I just never had it. Ooh. This is going to be a smoky butter. Ugh. Ooh, that is going to be smoky. You might not like it that much. Eh, we'll see what happens. Cheers. Right. Cheers. That is smoky. And it is definitely um, a rich flavor, like the bottle suggests. You know what? Not a not a smokiness fan, but mm. judging off first sip, I, I'm enjoying what I'm tasting. That's really good. That's really good. And this is not expensive either. <laughs> Excuse me. This is about... Um, hey, roughly how much was it? 32 euro, I think. On Amazon, oh, pretty affordable. Yeah, yeah. For like ten year, I'm guessing they had like a ten and a fifteen and a. Yeah, I think so. Um, but that's that's our price range at the moment. So, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, I, like I'm surprised that, that I didn't hate that. <coughs> I'm re- yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So, what are we talking about again? Again, we're talking about media, TV, all these forms of things, movies that we watch when you come to Germany, because obviously, as an American, it's the epicenter of film and TV of the world, right? Hollywood and whatnot. Yeah. So talk about general entertainment. Yeah. Know? And, and like as an you... expat, it's hard to leave those things, you know, it's, it's hard to leave those channel flipping, but at the same time, people don't do that anymore, do they? It's all Netflix now. Yeah. The first time I lived in Berlin, uh, which was many, many years ago, didn't have uh, Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. When I moved there too, there's no Netflix. Because it didn't, it, the streaming didn't exist. And I had an actual like really old tube tv you know mm-hmm. and just had the few german channels and they were oh, uh, god awful but actually one of the channels introduced me to peter fox and got me into his music because they oh, were yeah, just playing good. like his music videos on a loop one day shout out peter so um that was nice but now of course with the internet we have the a possibility to uh, pretty much watch anything you want no matter where you live right and uh, i mean one of the I think key things you need when you move to Germany or anywhere abroad or anywhere is you need a VPN service you need a VPN now can you describe what a VPN is for people that might not be in the know uh, VPN stands for was a virtual private network it, or, proxy network or personal network I don't know one of those doesn't matter and so pretty much what it does is it's a program you install on your computer super easy or on your phone um do not ever get a free one. Always get a paid one. The free ones can be a little more dangerous and steal your data. The paid ones, your data safe. And so pretty much what it does, it takes your IP address from your home internet and it reroutes it to another IP address. So pretty much you can say, hey, I want to be in America right now. And it gives you an American IP address or a Canadian IP address or Mexican or wherever you want to be. You can get an IP address for that country usually. Right. Yeah. So normally if you were in Germany, you'd be going out through a German server 
but this can reroute you through an American server right. or a Canadian server or whatever, making making it appear to the outside world that you are in that country, right. which of course then gives you access to certain things that if you were in Germany with a you German IP address, you, there's of course plenty of um, American entertainment that if you log into the German IP address, it'll it'll say, oop, wrong, uh, wrong region, you can't watch this. Exactly, yeah. And also with an IP address, you can view what a different version of Netflix, which is the, because the American version and the German version, the Canadian version have different movies and titles. Spanish version. There's so yeah. many different versions of Netflix. So yeah. You can really like get the most out of, um, out of your paid Netflix subscription. You can also like Hulu is not available here in Europe, but I got a Hulu account now because he's a VPN. Yeah. And also like my girlfriend and I really like to watch Survivor. It's on CBS <laughs> yeah. and you can stream Survivor for free on CBS's website. Nice. But only if you're in the States. Yeah. So I just say in America, boom, I can watch Survivor all day. Yeah. It just gets annoying because it's like, say you're really into the office, become a Germany and the office is on American Netflix, but it's not yeah. on German Netflix. And, the, and vice versa, there's certain things. I think about half of the titles are the same and the other half are not. Yes, rough, roughly. Probably. You know, so, um, but and yeah. It's, it's also really good too, if you're into, you know, uh, like the Germans are, if you're into Datenschutz or your data protection, using a VPN at all times is always much more um, safer. Yes. And just so everyone knows, uh, using a VPN is completely and utterly legal. It is not illegal. There's nothing illegal about using a VPN. This has been proven in the courts many times. So I, I've met a few people that they're scared. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get caught. Like, there's no, there's no getting it. caught. It, it only becomes illegal if you start downloading movies or Sorry, stuff. torrenting or something like that. Yeah, 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 that you shouldn't be doing. But no, using a VPN is legal. So I'm totally happy to recommend it because there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I personally use uh, ExpressVPN. Big fan of that. Uh, yearly subscription and uh, it works 99% of the time. Yeah, I think I have StrongVPN, okay. which is like it was like $35 a year or something. Yeah, it's, they're not that expensive, but they're totally expensive. worth it. Oh, no. I couldn't have survived without. I think I got it. I got one within two weeks of moving to Germany the second time. You know, because right. it was just like so valuable. Like you know, and and we don't really, we don't really watch that much um, German TV, even though we have the hookups for it. And everyone has hookups for German TV because everyone pays for German TV, whether you want to or not. Right. Can I mean, you explain more, Jeff. Well, so if you come from the U.S. or other. Uh, countries normally the like public access channels there's always a few channels that are free PBS, things like that pbs etc um they're paid for through donations and 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 campaign uh you know uh, charity drives etc but in germany every person who resides in germany has to pay for the public television and public radio regardless whether you watch it or not right um it used to be this thing where People would come knocking on your door <laughs> and asking to see how many TVs you have, how many radios you have, and that would uh, calculate how much money you had to pay. Yeah, and, and the thing was, people just wouldn't answer their door because they knew it was them coming around. And legally, you didn't have to because they're not the police. Right. So you could just slam the door in their face. And then, but then eventually they got around that and said, we're going to do a flat fee. And I believe it's 18 euro per month. And it's not per person, it's every household, so every, right. every apartment. So you could share it with your girlfriend or your roommate or whatever. But you have to pay this every month. Because they assume that everybody, especially nowadays, has some kind of TV, radio. And I think they probably even include phones at this point. Exactly. But it's a annoying because a lot of these or almost all of these shows and channels that i'm paying for i do not watch i don't watch them either um, like our our um you can see the table we're sitting at now is not near my tv correct right but my hookup for our tv is over here next to this table so we we don't we don't even have anything hooked up to watch you, German you TV. literally could not watch it if you if you tried unless i rearranged my whole apartment right which of course you would do every night yes just to watch some tatort. Some some tatort, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and actually, this is a good segue just to move into the f German film, German film industry in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, the German film industry, and this includes any international projects that film in Germany, utilize uh, German crews, uh, they are given a lot of money from the German government. There, several hundreds of millions of euros are given away every year to projects uh, domestic and international. That do you, the do film you know term. why? Uh, I, th I, th I think it's just uh, 
because it just it helps their the economy, I believe, you oh, know, because okay. if you have a, a, a film here and you have a crew of hundreds, they're all staying at German hotels and you're using German crew and you're using you're renting German equipment. You know, I think it's pretty I think smart. It's, I think it's that sort of thing. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but because of this, a lot of international productions, including a lot of American films, actually film in Germany and more specifically Berlin because it can be cheaper to film oh. in Berlin than back in the States, back in California, because California actually does not give that many tax breaks to productions, which is weird because it is the home of Hollywood. I find that very surprising. America very loves strong. tax breaks for expensive things. Yeah, but uh, they don't do it. That's why a lot of productions have been moving to Canada, to Europe, to you know uh. Romania. Yeah, it's, it's very odd. It's, California is very behind. Yeah, and I've definitely seen a rise. I don't know if it's because I moved here, but I definitely have seen a rise in um, movies that are taking place in Berlin or movies that were produced here and that are internationally famous or just German TV shows generally. I think it's really uh, interesting. We'll get more into that later, I think. But Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Cool. And, and, you know, and one of the reasons for that is because, you know, on the outskirts of Berlin, we have one of the most, one of the biggest uh, German film production studios of uh, Germany called uh, Babelsberg. Babelsberg. Which, which you can get through, get to by the S-Bahn. It's right near uh, Wannsee, the lake. Oh, um, I did not know this at it's all. It's in a very pretty area. It's a, it's a really big uh, studio, you know, where Inglorious Bastards was filmed, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Hotel was filmed, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of movies were filmed there. Oh, wow. So some of their sound stages, you know, are from like the 1920s where Marlena Dietrich used to film her film. Uh, Metropolis was filmed there. Super um, cool. But uh, a, a good list of large blockbuster movies that you probably didn't know Filmed in Berlin. Alex, take us through this list. Okay, are we ready? Hunger Games Mockingjay. Ooh, filmed in Berlin. Which I believe is, was the last of the Hunger Games films? Oh, no, I don't no, know. I recall. stopped after the first one. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel uh, in Gerlitz, which is not far from Berlin. Yeah. And I think the parts in Gerlitz were the, um, was the actual interior of the hotel, but a lot of other okay. scenes were filmed in Babelsberg in Berlin. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, sections of Captain America Civil War. Which I was in, actually. Jeff was in. Small part as a German special forces soldier. Yeah, when you drop the. uh, Let's not let's not mention that. The shield of Captain America. Anyways, Uh, (laughs) born supremacy, film in Berlin as Moscow. Which is funny because if you live in Berlin, you know that large sections of uh, East East Berlin do look uh, very Russian. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. So that's why it's pretty easy to... And again, it's, I'm Shout sure, out Karl Marx Ali. Yeah, I'm sure there was like no dressing other than like changing the signs from German to Russian. Probably. Oh, easy. Yeah. Uh, and Glorious Bastards, including all the friend scenes filmed Ooh, in Berlin. Nice. Uh, Matrix 4 is filming in Berlin right now. People are talking about the other week. They're like, oh, um, um, what the hell's his name? Keanu? Yeah, like, oh, Keanu Reeves in Berlin walking around. Oh, and, nice. uh Yeah, I want to find him. Uh, and also, The Voices, it's a Ryan Reynolds film set entirely in the USA, but the whole movie was filmed in Berlin. Yeah, that was a funny thing. I, I saw The Voices, which a lot of you probably don't remember. I can remember five years ago. Really good film where he's like a, a serial killer who kind of talks to himself. But I watched the whole movie in, uh, Im Kino, as we say, Ooh. in the theater. There was one scene halfway through the movie where he's in the forest. And, and if you've been to Berlin, like you can recognize the Berlin forest as these like really thin, tall pencil trees. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I immediately, I was like, wait a minute, was this shot in Berlin? And then sure enough, at the end of the movie, it said like, shot in entirety in, uh, you know, Berlin. <laughs> Ber- so you Ber- noticed it from a tree. Yeah, 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 Berlin uh, and Potsdam. And I was like, I was like, and the whole movie takes place in like Minnesota or Connecticut or God knows where, but the whole movie was filmed in Berlin. So that's Nutty. shocking, yeah. Because probably super cool. it was cheaper to film here probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But super cool. Just crazy. So yeah, there, there it is. There's a lot of, there's uh, some well-known films that were shot um, or filmed in Berlin, which um, which I didn't know about until we did some research for this episode, and right. Jeff told me some things because Jeff knows a lot. Nice. And Alex, do you like going to the kino? Uh, I do like going to the kino, which I, is the, another word for cinema or theater, but everyone call, here calls it the kino. Right. I don't go very often. Definitely during Corona, since right, we could definitely not. not now. But even generally, I don't go very often. I don't know why. I just don't. But I do enjoy going to the kino. Uh, and one of my favorite is going to, um, because in the States, I don't know if you had in California, probably these drive-in, you know, theaters where you sit in your car. Yeah, drive-in theater. Yeah. Drive-in theater, yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Doesn't really exist here. No. But they have these Freiluft kinos, so a uh, open-air theater. Mm. And so it's pretty much an outdoor stadium with a big screen and you can hang outside. You can, you know, 
be outside in the woods while watching a movie, big screen, yeah, you bring, super loud. Bring some wine, bring a blanket, exactly. sit on the grass or in a chair, watch Sometimes a movie. Sometimes they have like tables in the back so you can make your little picnic if you want. I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show live there and Friday's Kino super nice. cool. Yeah, during the summer, they're really popular in Berlin, but also around Germany, I've yeah. seen. Yeah. And uh, they're also like a bunch of pop-up ones as well, so like they won't be there and they'll make a little pop-up for Friday's Like Kino. a little inflatable screen. And, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not, even that, not even little, I'm talking about. I mean, there's a large, they're, they're, it's good quality stuff and yeah. they set up good speakers and everything, but. It's just something about like getting like a nice fresh breeze while you're sitting in the woods watching a movie with a little wine or a beer and I don't know, it's super nice. I love them. Yeah, we went to one on Sunday when you were out of town. It was really nice. Oh, yeah. nice. It was one in uh, Hassenheide, which yeah, that, that's I, one I go I, to a lot. I've never been to, but yeah. it's, that's, a, that's a quality outdoor keynote. That's it's super nice. The chairs aren't super comfortable, but so before Corona, they used to give you little um, little cushions to sit on. Yeah, we brought yeah. a blanket, just kind of rolled it up, put it on. Yeah, after exactly. So big fan of that. Usually, uh, a lot of films in Berlin are shown in original version. It's very easy to find the original version. Um, uh, I was going to say not, actually. All the time. All your kinos have them, an original version. Yeah, but it's 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 about like twenty percent of theaters show an original version. The rest are totally jubbed in German. Yeah, but twenty percent's pretty good. Okay, but still limited. I mean, and and, and the biggest theater that showed them closed. Uh, yeah, that, which that's was true. Plot. So actually, that's there's it's a lot less uh, on offer now. But you you can still find. It's not hard to find. And uh, uh, it's 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 possible, of course. Yeah, you can watch every movie that's ever come out. What during release time in English, if you want to? Yeah, is what you're saying. In Berlin, in other cities, it's probably it's near probably to impossible. Difficult. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing is the Germans don't like subtitles. Right. So for film and TV, they always dub it, which I hate. So so a lot of times, like they'll have the film but dubbed with German voice actors, which I, I prefer to see it. Even if I'm watching a foreign film, I want to see English subtitles and hear the original performances. I, yeah, I don't want I to dump. Yeah, and it's interesting too because uh, I've talked to a lot of Germans. Every um, every actor has their German voice actor. Mm-hmm. So like Brad Pitt has his German voice, and every movie Brad, Brad Pitt's Pitt. in yeah. is that guy's voice. And so we talk to some Germans, especially ones who you know didn't start speaking English till later in life, which most of them are. For example, my girlfriend watched Friends, and when she was growing up, she watched Friends in German, and now we watch it in English. And she's like, the first time she saw it in English was really bizarre because she was so used to the voices of, you know, Chandler and of Ross and of Rachel and everyone. Sure, yeah. And they're totally different in English. And she's like, in, you know, a voice to a person is a very personal thing, you know, like someone's yeah. voice is, is their personality. Well, imagine something like The Simpsons. The, the Homer that they know is not the Homer we know. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's cartoon. So, uh, I mean. I, yeah. I implore everyone who likes South Park, watch South Park in German, listen to Cartman. It's so different. It's really bizarre. Not a fan of that. But yeah, they like they do like their dubbing for yeah. sure. And honestly, I think the proliferation, sorry, of yep. dubbing uh, makes for bad English language skills in Germany. Because if you go to north to Scandinavia, right. they don't dub. They do everything subtitled. And all my friends in Scandinavia and Oslo and in Stockholm, they always say, like when I was asked them, like, how did you get your English so good? And they always say, like, cops. Like meaning like watching the show Cops or like oh, yeah. what they mean is like they grew up on American television, but they it wasn't dubbed. So like they heard exactly all the slang and how people talk. Exactly. And so and so it really helps you learn English. So I think that's one of the reasons why Germans aren't as confident in English because they don't Could hear be. it as much, you know, in their in their daily lives, you know. I, I do have to say though that the dubbing is really, really well done. So like they really try to match the voice to the uh, lips if they can, obviously. It's but not you, like you can never do it that well. You can't do it perfectly. Yeah. It was done pretty well, like yeah. If you've ever seen a movie dubbed in Polish, it's pretty much you can hear the English underneath, and there's one Polish guy just oh, saying what they're saying, literally just like reading the whole script, like not changing his voice. Yeah, or, it's it's awful. It's like wow. I, I, when I had Polish roommates are watching a movie, and I was like, this is awful. How like, could you yeah. even watch that? I'd rather yeah, they, not. I'd rather they said it's super unenjoyable. <laughs> but Germans have like a good I, job. I just got this image of them sitting there, total frowns their faces, going, "This is super unenjoyable." <laughs> But I watch. But I watch. I must know what Harry Potter does. They're they're Polish, not German. But okay. Sorry. Anyways, I don't um, I don't know how to Polish accent goes. L- 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 I, I can barely do the German accent. Give me a break. That's true. As as a voice actor. Um, now, now, yeah. What other big differences are there with the German kino? Sorry, German cinema compared to going to say a movie in the states. Uh, I think the first one is when you buy the tickets, you usually like nine times at a time reserve a seat. Right. Sorry. Uh, you you, uh, you uh, went through puberty just saying what my voice is crack. Yeah. You reserve a you reserve a seat. Yeah. A seat. Like yeah, when you buy the ticket, you you know you pick where you want to sit. Yeah. Usually, you buy it online and you pick exactly where you want to be. Yeah. That way, you don't have to. Sh- you don't. There's no showing up 45 minutes before the movie. You can show up 
after the movie starts if you want and your seat is there waiting for you yeah I think that's pretty interesting yeah and right when you get to the kino you got your tickets get your popcorn and all of a sudden you see beer on the menu you're like I can drink a beer in the theater yes it's Germany of course you can drink a beer in the theater yes and a which Kronbacher, is not good for me because then I have to go pee but uh, yeah you can drink a beer in the theater yeah. yeah, if I do get a beer, I, I usually don't crack it till maybe like halfway or towards the end of the movie because the same as you, I know I'm going to have to pee. So, you know, I don't want to have to get up in the middle, you know, so it's like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it can be difficult. Yeah. And another weird thing, so the movie's over, you finished your beer, you have to go pee. You're like, wow, that was a good movie. Credits roll. I want to go home now. You stand up and no one's standing up. Yeah, a weird thing. Germans, I, I, I want to talk to Germans about this, about why, but I... When I moved here, I started noticing this. Germans will sit through the entire credits for some reason out of respect. or It's out of, it's, it's which, out of respect, And yeah. if it is, that is awesome because, uh, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've had I mean, my name listed on credits before and it's nice that people actually sit to, like, acknowledge the people when, that worked on a movie. I mean... When I asked before, I asked my girlfriend why and she said, usually, yeah, it's like to show respect for the people who put all this work into that movie. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, again, I, I work in the film industry, so... I feel bad because up until I moved to Germany, the movie ended, you know, you'd see maybe the first, you know, directed by and then I'm like, okay, and I get up. Yeah. And I started doing that in Germany. I'd, you know, you go to get up and then I look around and everyone else is like sitting yeah. attentively. And then I'd be like, oh, okay. And I sit back down. And another difference, as I remembered, uh, I talked about the popcorn before, uh, a lot of German theaters and Germans generally don't really eat so, uh, salty and buttery popcorn. They prefer sweet popcorn. Most theaters have both, or you get them mixed together. Yeah, but uh, Germans mostly eat sweet popcorn. And actually, I've, this is awful. I've never been to a German theater that actually offered buttered popcorn. Like you'll, you'll, it's it'll just be salty popcorn. Salty, yeah, pretty much. And it's weird because I was actually making popcorn, you know, in the pan the other yeah. day for my girlfriend, and I, I even said like, oh, maybe too bad we don't have any uh, butter. And she's like, butter? Why would you put butter on popcorn? And it like blew my mind because my entire life I'd. Of course, popcorn butter. comes, and then she's like, "That's not a thing. We don't put." She's like, "What? You put butter on pop?" Yeah. And I had to whole explain the whole thing to her. Yeah, freaking delicious. But but it's funny because uh, yeah, it's just something that's so normal to me. And I had to remember like, oh, that explained to her that like there's a little plunger you press down and you like move the bag around and get the yes. spray spray we, the popcorn on. We actually bought. Um it got shipped from the States. It was like 15 euros. Way too expensive. But we bought a bottle of this this fake liquid butter the, from the States for uh, popcorn. You, I can't believe it's not butter kind of stuff. Remember that? It's like, it, was, it was like pretty much called like theater butter. And it was this thing. It was shipped from the States. So we got that so we could have butter. it here. We, we ate the whole thing real quick. Nice. And, um, and yeah. another uh, cool thing about going to the cinema in Germany is you can encounter a lot of really cool movie theaters from the 1920s, 1930s that True. still operate and look almost exactly like they did before. Just, you know, of course, upgraded, uh, you know, screen and projector and equipment and stuff. Right. But you go to some really cool uh, theaters. And I had a cool, one of my favorite is uh, the called the uh, um, Babylon. Yeah. Not the Babylon Berlin, which is a TV show, but the Berlin Babylon? I think it's called? Ba just Babylon. Babylon. The Babylon Kino, right? In Mitte, right? Yeah, and I think it's been around, been around since 1928. Wow. And in 1928, it showed this film, which I believe it was called Berlin Symphony of the Großstadt of the Large City. And last year, they were showing that movie from 1928 again, and I went and I watched it. And I was sitting in the theater knowing that I'm watching a movie that was shown literally 80 five years or whatever before in that same room you know that's but, crazy but when the movie came out for the first time and now they're re-showing it and they had somebody on the piano doing the crazy the sound effects of the train and stuff like that oh really like, so it was like it was like a full-on experience yeah, in the yeah, 20s like just like it did back in the day it was a really, really cool. cool experience yeah another, another really cool small one is called Durchfenster Kino ooh I've heard of that I haven't been there but I heard of it yeah I went there once and they were showing an old 30s German movie I, I didn't know what they were showing because it's not really anything online I don't think at least back then there wasn't and it's actually a, a movie theater that you have to go through a window like an apartment window and then there's a little... Because uh, durch, fence, durch means through. Durch, durch. Durch, durch. Well, you can say it both ways. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Okay. Just two ways. Uh, just like you can say zwanzig or zwanzig. There's two, two different ways to say all these words. Anyways, it means through window. Durch, fenster. Yeah, fenster is window. Yeah. And so, you, you know that if you watch Die Hard, he says, schießen uh, die Fenster, which is grammatically incorrect. Uh, Hans Gerber, he's, which he said, shoot the glass. And, and then for some reason, this is a weird thing about Die Hard. He says, she's in defense. They're both German. The guy doesn't know what he's saying. And then he, in English, he has to emphasize, shoot the glass. True. 
but you're German, so why did you, the English work and the German did anyways? Don't, don't ruin Die Hard. No, you can't. You can't. So there's no point. It's perfect. I, I could try all I wanted. Okay. Can't ruin it. <laughs> anyways, that's another really cool one. Uh, and when I went there, they're showing a uh, movie from the 20s or 30s. And you can buy a beer there for like a euro and you send us to a tiny theater. Nice. People are smoking cigarettes inside. It was How a many really seats? Weird, like, like 20 seats or less? Or maybe, maybe 30. Yeah. And people are smoking cigarettes while in there too. It was like a really weird experience. I felt like right. I was in the 20s. But nice. anyways, there's a lot of really cool... Um, I kind of want to try that theater now. Yeah, yeah you should. Yeah. If you're into film, I think Berlin also has a, a good little uh, niche community for you there too oh absolutely yeah I, I like the Babylon and this film this theater they show a lot of indie, indie films that right. you won't find at the big uh, at the big chain exactly so it's nice to have the option um, and you know speaking of German films you know I'm gonna go down a list of, of a few of my favorite German films okay just to throw them out there just in case any of you who've never seen a German film you know would like to check one out the, I can guarantee you these are good of course it's all subjective anyways so, uh, top of my list is Der Untergang, which means the downfall, mm. which is about the final days of Adolf Hitler. Um, very moving performance by Bruno Ganz, uh, who was also uh, the star of um, oh, another shit. movie, Wings of Desire. Huh? You probably saw it, the black and white German film. You said no. Okay, uh, also a very good film. But anyways. <laughs> Amazing movie, um, Victoria, which is a newer film, which I think you've seen. Yeah, I've seen Victoria. That one's amazing. It's all in one shot, like a very, a very fun ride kind of a movie. Yeah, not made to look like it's all one shot. It's actually all in one shot. Right. Filmed in Berlin. Um, interesting movie. Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. it. Again, it's a fun movie. And then a lot of people have probably heard of Run, Lola, Run, which in German is Lola Rent. just means Lola Runs, um, which is a movie from like 98, 99, which is just like... A really crazy uh, ride that messes with time and stuff, uh, and it's basically she she relive, relives the same day over and over again. Um, really cool movie. Uh, Sounds cool. You haven't seen it? No. No. We should do that. I'm looking at your list right now. I haven't seen any of these. One of the classic German films is The Lives of Others, which is... Uh, I have seen that one, yeah. movie from the East German Stasi days. Uh, there's a Stasi officer who's kind of basically like living in the attic of... Um, of um, some East Germans and he's listening to their lives and it's kind of all about how the Stasi are really investigating everybody and, yeah, and it's, know more about you than than you know about yourself. Yeah, when, when, when I moved here I was trying to understand um, what the life was like in, in the East and what the Stasi was doing and how you know, they say like one in four people were informants and how easy it was to become an informant then and that movie answered a lot of my questions Right. in a very like great performance and it was a very intense, chilling movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really, really good, really good drama. Yeah. And it's usually on Netflix. Um, I have a personal connection to that film because the last large film I worked on, I was assistant assistant editor on a film directed by the same director as that mo- as the, the director of The oh, Lives of Others. Very cool. Florian Henkel von Donismark. And also the editor that I was working with, Patricia Rommel, was the editor on also on The Lives of Others. Can so you say his name again? Florian Henkel von Donismark. He is uh, German royalty. That's a, a nice tidbit. If you ever see Fon, like V-O-N in a name, yeah. it, me- it means they royalty. are of a royal family. Yep. Uh, same in uh, Dutch when you have like James Van Der Beek. Uh, that's, but I don't know. Oh, Van Der Beek. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But that's Dutch. So it, if it's A, it's a Dutch. If it's an O, it's German. Cool. Just everyone knows. Um, and then the classic German submarine film, uh, Das Boot, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> I really suggest it. I fell in love with this when I was younger. Really intense movie, really well filmed. It's on the longer side, but everyone should watch it. And then, of course, just there's. Uh, I was going to list one, but there's plenty of uh, Werner Herzog movies you should see. They're also awesome. And then uh, the White Ribbon, also known as uh, Die Weisse Bond by uh, Michael Haneke, who, yes, you'll mention he is Austrian, but the movie was a German production, so that's why it's on the list. <laughs> Okay, and my list of uh, German films and TV is very <laughs> short. <laughs> yeah, I really don't watch a lot of German film or uh, TV. I do like the show Stromberg. I've only seen a few episodes, but it's pretty much the German version of The Office. Oh yeah, but yeah. a little more awkward because it's very because it's German. And I kind of just watch some things that are American shows um, dubbed in German sometimes, so like practice a bit or when I'm with German friends. Sure, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't watch a lot of. Uh, German film. I'm not very cultured, I guess. But what we could do is you could also watch like uh, Friends or whatever in German. Yeah, help exactly. Because like, yeah, yeah. like you know the plot, you know what's happening. It could help you learn some German. You yeah, know? for sure. I think it's super helpful. Yeah, that's another little tip right there. If you're moving 
uh, to another country, watch that show, dub it in another language, a show you know really well. It'll help you um, learn the language better and uh, you won't be lost because you already know how you already know how the uh, the show goes. So, Absolutely. You yeah. know. And, uh, you know, something that also shows Germany's uh, connection to film Mm. The film world is, of course, the Berlinale, which is the Berlin International Film Festival. Uh, you may not know, but it is one of the big three. It is one of the three major film festivals in Europe, which is Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, the okay. uh, Venice Film Festival, and Berlin. People do not realize that the Berlin, Berlin, Berlin Film Festival. I speak English. Yes, the Berlin you. Film Festival is probably one of the top five film festivals in the world if you include Sundance. So, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a super fun festival. It's every February. Yeah, March? every February. February. Yeah, which is like it's freezing and it's you're depressed, and so it's nice to have. The yeah. option, you know, Christmas for markets two weeks. are shut down for about a month now. You need yeah. something else to look forward to. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, you get a lot of uh, get to watch a lot of exclusive movies that you know might make it to theaters, might not. Yeah. Depends what they're voted for. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have like panels, all this you know, regular film festival yeah. stuff. And and what's really cool about it too, is that you get to go to theaters that you wouldn't normally go to because it's all over town. Right. Yeah. It's all over the it's all over the city or like one part of the city. So like I been, I went to a bunch of when I when I've gone for the past few years to different theaters. That you know, normally I'd walk by and be like, "Oh, that you know, there's a theater." But this time I, I got to go inside and actually sit and like, "Wow, this is really cool." Yeah. So it just brings a little something else to know the city a bit more. So that, that's fun. Absolutely, it's it's fun. And like you said, <clears throat> there's a lot of huge international movie stars and directors. They'll come and they'll just sit and talk about the career and ask. Or, or, uh, sorry, ask. <laughs> yeah, they'll ask the audience questions. Uh, they'll answer questions. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and it's, just, it's just a fun two weeks of just yeah, it, like it's a good time. A film, you know, there's around 400 films shown, about 300,000 tickets sold in those two weeks. Uh, it's, it's really fun. And what I like, because it's Berlin and Berlin's mascot is the bear, the winner, the biggest award is the golden bear. So that's kind of fun. Right. And can you guess what second place is? The silver bear? Yes. Oh. But let's like as you mentioned before. Let's talk about German TV. Uh, you know, in general, yeah, it's not my favorite. No, um, no. I mean, there's more now. Netflix is producing a few German shows, which right. are really good. You know, Dark. A lot of people like uh, How to Sell Drugs Online Fast. People like right. it's really good Babylon too. Berlin, which is really good. Exactly. Um, Deutschland eighty three. But that's been in the past five years. You know, in the past five years, Netflix has really been pumping a lot of money. Uh, uh, into German-made productions, right? So um, in in that case, yeah, there's some there's some good German TV, but generally, uh, I don't think there's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of German, a lot of uh, American clones. Yes, you know, especially on these um, um like reality shows, a lot of uh, German versions. But uh, I will mention one funny German version. Uh, it's a dating show. Just gonna get a little top up here. Excuse me. Just a little splash. No, not too much. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There you go. It's a German dating show where everyone is on a boat, and everyone is. Is it called the Love Boat? Is it a Love Boat? I forget the name of it. No, I'm joking. I have no idea. Oh, I mean, probably. <laughs> and everyone's uh, butt naked. And so it's naked and afraid, but not so afraid and on a boat. Yeah, and you know, it's like bougie on a yacht. And German TV, they'll show boobs, they'll show penises, they'll show bums. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's not, there's no censorship like there's in the states. No. You, can, you can swear. You, yeah, you can show whatever you want. Yeah, so that's a interesting show that would not be allowed in the states. Obviously, I would love to be a reality show producer. All you have to do is just sit there and be like, "Hey, what about you know, naked people on a boat?" And it's like, oh, boom, two million dollars. There you go. Cool. Like, Done. Sequel. Naked people on a plane. Pfft, done. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, like the German TV in general is so so, but it is slowly getting better. Yeah. I mean, there are some shows, some guilty pleasure shows that are that are right. But um, yeah. But but yeah. one one kind of weird thing mm. is that, of course, you know, you come from any other country, you have commercial breaks, right, yeah. in your TV show. Uh, the commercial breaks in Germany, though. Like in the U.S., if there's an hour long show, there's probably like five commercial breaks, right? Whereas in Germany. There's a lot less. There's like there's usually like two, but just longer rather right. rather than five. So so you get a nice like 20, 30 minute chunk un, uninterrupted. Then a commercial break. Then you know like like rather yeah. than rather than every like seven minutes you get a commercial break. And I like that much better. Like when you watch a movie in the states, sometimes like if you watch a movie on TBS, for example, a two hour movie, and it's yeah. four hours long. Yeah. And, and the breaks are happening so often mm. that like you lose the flow of the movie. Exactly. We're here. You're really taken out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really though, like it's it's not fun watching movies on um, commercial 
That works. Which you cool. don't have to anymore because you just record it and you just fast forward through them. So true. Yeah. If you even have a kill box anymore, which most people, which people are not even having anymore. Right. But yeah, in Germany, yeah, like you said, you know, you watch a half hour, forty five minutes. There'll be a nice like five minute commercial break. You know, go to the bathroom, cook some food, or you know, finish your food, whatever, and then you can sit back down. You get another forty five minutes to watch your show. Yeah. Which I find much better. Absolutely. Like I'd rather do like a nice solid five minutes once or twice yeah. than all these smaller ones. And the, you know the funny thing is a lot of times when the commercial break comes it's actually labeled. It'll say Verbung which means uh, advertisement. Like literally in the corner it'll say this is an advertisement and usually it doesn't even fill the whole screen, the video of the commercial and like a, around it it'll say Verbung, you know, advertisement and some other kind of uh, information. Uh, it's, it's weird. Like it's... I guess it's nice. That means if like walking by the TV real quick you're running by you can tell oh wait that's a commercial I'm good which is funny because in the US the the companies would fight that so badly oh my god they would never allow it to be labeled as a commercial they, never they want they, like they make commercials that are like a TV show so that way you watch them think wait what is this and then oh okay it's a commercial or like the Super Bowl commercial a few years ago was a commercial within a commercial Nuts. yeah it's a tight ad yeah um yeah and there's very few um yeah, there's very few. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> really zoning off right there. Um, un- unlike in the States, there's you won't really find there's very few TVs in restaurants or bars. Yeah, true. Maybe a sports bar here or there, but like... But those are pr- those are really... Sports bras? Sports bras are sports rare. Bras. Yeah. Sports, sports bras, bras are popular, but sport bars sports are... Sports bars like- are... Uh, yeah, they're pretty rare. So like, I know like a lot of European friends have asked me, like, why do you have so many TVs in your restaurants? And I was like, I don't know, actually. We just do. Uh, but yeah, not a thing here. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned before, like, you know, my job is working in film and TV. And so uh, we mentioned the TV show Dark, which I mm-hmm. actually worked on for season two of Dark. I so was, cool. I was on Dark. And with Florian Henke von Donnersmark, I worked on, uh, in German, it's called Werk ohne Autor, which means uh, work without an author which doesn't quite work in English. And so in English, it's called Never Look Away. Yeah. And yeah, and a, a few other uh, German uh, productions. So uh, that, that's how I got a little bit of knowledge about the whole industry because I have I worked in it. So Mr. Fancy Pants over here. I'm not, I'm not saying fa- Fancy Pants. Just, just, you know, maybe the, the, the <laughs> listeners are, are interested. Yeah. But uh, I want to talk about uh, sports real quick, watching sports in um, Germany. Yeah, sports. Sports. <laughs> Obviously the biggest sport is uh, soccer or fußball? Football. And, yes, the the rightly named football because you actually use your feet. Well, yeah, and not your hands. Yes, so we get the meme. It should be called handball <laughs> in America, but yes. Anyways, watching it, um, it's the most watched sport, obviously, in the world, but also in Germany because their team is awesome and they win lots of things. Some World Cups, not so much. Let's not talk about 2018. All right, well, t- the one before that, they won. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyways, um, and Bayern just won like all the cups ever. The champion, cha- yeah, like, the Champions League, yeah, everything. Well, Bayern is awesome and has been awesome and will continue to be awesome they just yeah. they just are an unstoppable force it's unbelievable football uh but what's really fun about watching uh soccer so like when people watch american football with me they're like why are there com- again commercials every 30 seconds in american football where in germany when they show soccer um it's the whole game commercials at halftime and then the game again no so stoppage literally, it's going yeah there's no interruption to the game you know it's great and then here when things like the World Cup or the uh, Weltmeisterschaft yeah. or the Euro-, Euro Championships are shown. I mean, they are shown in every uh, bar or beer garden. They they right. they, they erect like uh, uh, you know movie screens and that, that's the exception to the rule of not a lot of TVs and bars right. or restaurants. Yeah. When it's the World Cup, like you can walk down the street and watch the game from every restaurant or Spati or whatever that has a TV on outside. It's super cool, yeah. which is why it sucks. The next World Cup is going to be in winter. Yeah, because why are you going to want to hang out in a beer garden in winter when you're freezing Stupid. your ass off? You Stupid. won't. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why you shouldn't have the World Cup uh, in uh, the... Uh, in Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. That's why FIFA should stop being so um, corrupt. But yeah, watching that's really fun everywhere around. Um, and then I remember in 2014 when Germany won, you could hear the whole city erupt. Like... You could hear it because far away. It was, it was like, every person was outside somewhere watching yeah, the game. It was unbelievable. And then uh, there was a big party at Brandenburg Katoa, 
So my girlfriend and I got in a, uh, a little and by big party we mean like probably hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, a huge, huge because, party. Because at Brandenburger Tour, which is the Brandenburg Gate, they set up a massive screen and they call it the Fan Mile. Right. Where literally for a mile down the street, there are people lined up watching this one screen, this huge screen. You know. Yeah, and yeah, after they won, we got in the car uh, and drove toward the Brandenburger Tour. Wait, you went towards that? Yeah, yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah, it was nuts. There's all these people on the street. They're rocking the car back and forth. There's a convertible that we got. A million fireworks being shot off. Uh, Three guys jumped in the back seat. We're like, where do you want to go? They're like, we don't care. (laughs) Uh, It was super fun. Now give me all your money. If if if, <laughs> if you ever want to, uh, if you ever plan on visiting Germany, I highly recommend you do it during a World Cup year and during the World Cup because it's just if Germany's winning, it's so because because we don't really have that in the states because because our big sports are baseball, um, basketball, football, and and hockey. Maybe hockey a bit, but like they're not international sports as much. So you don't really see the whole country root for one team except for like in the Olympics. Where in Germany do it all the time for the World Cup, for the Euros, for whatever kind of tournament. Yeah. And that's really cool. We're like everyone around you is for one team. And that's that's yeah, it's, it's cool. A, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's fun. And on a nice feeling, let's wrap it up and go to the whiskey review. Okay. I might need a slight splash. How's how's your feeling on this? Is it also nice? I will speak when I've been splashed. Oh, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Cheers again, maybe? Can you do double cheese? Maybe. Yeah. I think we do every episode, actually. What can I say? It's good. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's really good. This might be my top smoky whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I... it's got a very different flavor than like the Glenfiddich, for example. It's much more. It's not a very er- harsh smokiness. It's earthy. A... Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that was, it's, you're right. It's, you're right. The smokiness just isn't super harsh. No. But it's there. It's definitely there. Yeah, it doesn't hit you in the face. It's it slowly goes into your taste buds. You know, like uh, it's it's very acceptable for somebody who doesn't like smokiness that much. Yeah, and you can feel it out your nose as well, though, which is kind of cool. And in terms of flavor, it's good. Peaty. De- decent amount of burn. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? You know what? That's an eight. I'm I'm gonna give it a nine. Hmm, could be a nine. It's really good. Especially with 32 euro. You know like, That's a nine. Whoa. Jeff really give, rarely gives out nines. That's a nine. Love it. For like, hey, look at this. Two weeks ago, we had the most garbage whiskey on the planet. And look at that. We had eight and a half, eight last week. We got nine this week. What's going to happen next week? Probably like a seven again or five. But we'll see. We don't know yet. Actually, I want to go for a three, baby. Let, 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 let's get worse. Let's buy a two euro bottle of whiskey. We'll find out. And you will find out too if you listen next week, episode 34, which will be about... A topic. A topic. Yes. And again, thank you for joining us. Uh, feel free, if you enjoyed, to give us those five stars on mm. uh, you know Apple Podcasts or iTunes, wherever you do your stars. Tasty. Check out our website at agdwpodcast.com and check out our Instagram at americans.in.germany.podcast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay and- thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. It's third one. Yep. Nine. It's really good. Yes. Yeah.